Hey, what's going on everybody? Jump Rope to Freedom, welcome back to the channel. Today's video slash conversation is very special because it's the first episode of Conversations with JRV. My first guest on this platform is Kyle Easter. Most people know Kyle from his Jump Rope channel called Jump 15. He's been on YouTube for almost two years now and he's had a crazy amount of success. He's a super talented rope jumper. He's very knowledgeable in fitness and all things jump rope. And he's just an all around good guy who wants nothing more than to bring the power and benefits of jump rope to anybody he possibly can. So Kyle and I sat down for about an hour over Zoom and discussed different things such as jump rope, nutrition, advice that he would give people who first started jumping and all sorts of things like that. During the hour, I learned a ton from Kyle. I've been following him for the past two years, learned a lot of moves from him. And this is the first time I got to sit down and pick his brain and truly understand how knowledgeable he is in the fitness and jump rope space. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you want to call it that, please subscribe to this channel and also check out Kyle's channel. It's called Jump 15. If you have not checked his channel out, you definitely want to go over there and subscribe. He's got a ton of outstanding information, tutorials, workouts, anything you can think of. So head over to his channel and subscribe. You can follow both of us on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you enjoy the conversation. It's something that you can go back to if you need more information and you can't remember exactly what we said. You can always fast forward back to it, listen to it over and over again and get the knowledge that Kyle is dropping in this episode. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. I hope you enjoy it. Peace. Oh man, thanks a lot for joining. I appreciate it. Been following you for a while. Learned a lot from you, especially that one move, the side swing and heel toe combo. Yeah. The best moves out there. Oh man, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Appreciate you joining, man. No, I I appreciate you having me. It's it's good to be here, and uh, I hope that we can offer your crowd some some good advice and some good information here. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the first thing that I want to know is why did you start with jump rope? Uh, the reason I got into jump rope was it was 10 years ago, and I was always a three-sport athlete growing up, and I like to train kind of more intensely and explosively. Um, I always like to do, like, wind sprints and stuff, but in college, I, I pulled a hamstring, which... Uh, just kind of eliminated to me doing like wind sprints and some real explosive stuff because I'd always re-injure that hamstring. And so when I was at this gym um, in my out of my first job from college, there was these two guys that I'd see jumping rope and I never saw anybody jumping rope in college or anywhere else. And so the way they were flowing with the rope, they were nothing fancy, but they were just getting it done. I was like, that looks cool and that looks kind of like fun. I remember jumping rope when I was younger um, it's just been a long time. And so, uh, there was a, there was a jump rope on the wall. I chose to grab that. It was just a cheap, like the single one jump rope that the gym offered. <laughs> and, and it was a beaded jump rope and it was, I was absolutely horrible. And so what, what initially kicked me off was just my competitiveness that I was just like, that rope cannot beat me. I'm cut. I can't, I can't, I can't let it end like this because I, when I picked it up, I couldn't do three consecutive single unders even it was horrible 
And so I was just felt foolish, uh, embarrassed because I felt like the whole gym was staring at me. So I put the rope back. And then the next day when I came in, I was I saw the rope on the wall. You know, I just knew it was there. And I'm like, I got to go back and try again. And so after a, <clears throat> a few days of that, um, I, I started – I was just kind of like, man, I should just quit. I should just give this up. It's just not, it's not working out. But one of the guys that I saw jumping rope said, Hey, I saw you. I saw you trying to do this. He's like, that rope really sucks. And so I have a rope at home. One of my old ropes, I'm going to give that to you and I'll bring it tomorrow and you can try that out. It'll be much better for you. And so he did the next day. And the moment that I started using that rope, it, it, clicked a lot faster now suddenly I was able to do 10 plus consecutive unders and now I was starting to get the flow going and so it was my first experience of also having a qual a better quality rope it was still a crummy rope in in all regards of what I know now but it was so much better than that beaded rope that it just really increased my level suddenly very quickly and so um that's when I first really fell in love with jump rope because I was, I was unable to do it. And then suddenly I saw a nice progression. And then I started, as I learned more things, I just, there was just, it's constant progress. When you start out, you really, everybody's bad when they start out jumping rope, but, um, there's just so much progress to be made, not just physically. I mean, you're going to have physical benefits, which I'm all about, but I also like to have performance, uh, growth. And, and to be able to see that progress every single time I'd go back in and, and try to learn a new skill or whatever, you know, just jump for a longer period of time. There was always a win to be had, even when it was frustrating and you're tripping up. And I think that's what I fell in love. It was just like a competitive thing of what I did yesterday. Can I do better today? And I just, I just really started to dig that whole aspect of jump rope. That's awesome because I think you brought up some good points there. I mean, the one thing is that a lot of times gyms will have these ropes that are just no good, but nobody knows that in the beginning. And so I think it's cool that that guy sought you out and kind of tutored you in a sense. And then at this point, I'm sure you far surpassed him in any kind of <laughs> ability and all that. So that's that's cool, man. But what that does that that kind of makes me think of this question though is that what what advice do you give people who try and then they just feel like they can't do it? Right. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of us were, were, you know, people these days were, I know I am for sure is somebody who doesn't have a lot of patience. I want to see, I want to see growth and I want to see, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I, that's, that's it. Some just, just instant gratification. And so, when, when you're learning any particular skill, like it just doesn't work that way. And so, I mean, what the biggest thing that I did at that time, that was 10 years ago there, you know, YouTube was pretty new at that time. So there was nobody teaching tutorials for me. Um, I had, you know, I'd watch YouTube, but I, there, there was mostly like Floyd Mayweather and some other boxers that would have some stuff and some real basic jump ropers that would just kind of do some basic skills. And it was, it was more than I had at the time, but it was nothing, nothing step by step or showing how, but all I did was focused on who did I kind of want to emulate? I'm a visual learner. And so if you're, if, if 
the people you people out there are visual learner i pick somebody i'd pick or even a couple different people that have similar styles and start to really break down their form because if you can learn how to break down somebody else's form and start to identify what's working for them then you want to start emulating that and so i've always been kind of a copycat when it comes to athletics whether it's you know basketball to wakeboarding or whatever i, I want to watch somebody that knows what they're doing and then i'm going to try to copy exactly what they do and of course it always helps to have some explanation behind that but i again i didn't have that and so when i would watch uh one of the biggest people that i i wanted to jump like was buddy lee and if you haven't seen buddy lee you should look him up because he's absolutely insane and um, what I, I would watch between him and all the, even the boxer jump ropers that use longer ropes, um, I would always just kind of pay attention to what, what were their arms doing? What were their hands doing? How high were they jumping off the ground? What changed ever? And they were always so, their form was so spot on consistent all the time. Even if they went from side swings to whatever, they would always end up right back in that same position every single time. And I'm like, that's why they don't trip. And so that's what I identified quickly how important form and technique was. And it's because it's, then it started to make sense. I'm like, you know, if you're rotating around a, a certain point of axis of rotation, if you can maintain that turning point in the exact same spot, well, then you should be able to clear the rope every single time. It's, it's just your timing and rhythm that you got to get down. But if your hands are drifting up and down and forwards and backwards, that point of axis rotation is, is drifting all around with that. And so it's changing over and over again. And you're going to have to constantly be trying to catch up with that. And that's what causes people to trip up. And so um, I always harp on my channel the importance of, of form and technique and really getting that down, making sure you're, you can stay really consistent within that. Yeah, back. I I wish I would have had slow motion back in those days. <laughs> I mean, because you know the video capabilities were were just way less, and so I don't I don't remember ever seeing anybody with slow motion really. And so yeah, I just had to watch it over and over again. And so being a fan of Buddy Lee was a nightmare, <laughs> obviously, because he's so stinking fast. Like I remember trying to figure out the first time that he I saw him. I'm like, wait a second. His rope was just going forwards, and now it's going backwards. How the heck did he do that? And I would, I would play that over and over, and I'm just like, I don't get it. It's just a blur. <laughs> I, know. I know. And so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then once I did that, that was the only way that I could learn yeah. how to move. Because like you were saying, the rope is going so fast to the front, and then it just goes back without him even catching a break. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I always forget about that feature on in YouTube too. And I bet a lot of the viewers do as well. I mean, I if you don't know, down in the bottom right in the settings, you can go slow the tempo or speed it up if somebody's talking slow, which is great for you know something like this maybe. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, man. It is. Yeah. But 
greatest or the best jump rope that you've used to date? The number one rope that you pick every time? I, I really stick with the quarter pound rope from cross rope. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, the reason I like cross rope so much is one, um, backstory is I worked for cross rope for the first five and a half years. One of the guys, not the guy that gave me his rope at the gym, but the other guy, um, was Dave Hunt, the creator of cross rope. And so that was all pre cross rope. And so they got me in and then he started bringing in some heavy ropes, but all the ropes we'd, we'd break ropes quickly. And they're at $20, $30 a pop. That just adds up, you know, if you're breaking it in two weeks. And so, um, it wasn't till after I moved and got a different job and he was stationed over on the East coast that he created cross rope. And so anyways, long story short, um, I ended up working with him. Uh, I ended up working with him for about five and a half years and, you know, did trade shows and stuff. But, but when I remember still opening the box of the first original prototype that he sent me, and I just knew that it was going to be a game changer because there was nothing on the market like it. Having the interchangeable jump rope system um, is, is, was just such a new challenge be, to be able to switch the weights quickly and easily. And for the fitness side of jump rope, if you're a freestyle jumper and you want to do, you know, handle releases and other crazy stuff, body wraps, then, then cross rope might not be your rope of choice. And I totally get that. You might want to go elite SRS route or, or one of the many others out there. Um, but I just like being able to switch it up and to be able to go, you know, I can go plenty fast with the quarter pound or I can add on some weight and really punish my upper body and my shoulders. Yeah. And the, just yeah. the durability. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've had mine since July 2018. Yeah. I used it on average two times a week. Yeah, that's crazy. There's no, no, no sign of wear and tear, not even a sign of wear and tear. It's amazing. Do you jump, do you jump on a mat? Yeah, I use a mat or a okay. gym floor back before COVID-19. And then the gym started closing down. Yeah, just use a mat every time. Because that's one of the things, you know, I, I don't always use a mat with, with my cross ropes. If I go outside during the summer, I mean, that's one of the things that I love about jump rope is, is the versatility of picking up and taking it anywhere. And so I hate being confined to a small area because I like, if you've ever seen me jump, um, as far as for your viewers, I like to move around. It's kind of Buddy Lee style. So I'm trying to work in agility, lateral movements, forwards and backwards. And so I like to have some space and I like to move. And so if I have edges of a mat, that can cause me to trip up. And, and it's just, it's kind of like, you know, I have a four by six mat and I really like that because it's bigger than most, but it's still like a four by six prison as for jump rope. It's kind of how I view it. But, but it is necessary if you want to make sure things last long. But cross rope by far has been the one that lasts the longest, even when I use it on pavement. But that, that being said, my workouts are always uh, a mix of jump rope plus body weight. So it does limit the use. I'm never doing just like 45-minute jump sessions on the concrete either. I'm, I'm mixing it up, and, my, and most of my workouts last 15 to 20 minutes. So uh, take that into consideration. <laughs> So do you just do working out with the jump rope and then the calisthenics or do you add weights in there as well? 
Um, well, mostly the videos on my channel, I try to stick to body weight training with the jump rope for the most part. I, I kind of, I think I'm going to start toying in some uh, dumbbells um, and some other things here and there. But uh, I want it to be something that you don't have to, if whether you're on the go or anywhere, you can perform it. And so I like to try to do a balance. I think I'm a little bit ADD in the sense of I just, I don't like to do the same. I'm, I've never been a fan of steady state cardio. So I'm not somebody who's just going to do a 30 minute jump rope workout. That's at the, you know, just a nice, easy pace. I'm much more explosive, high speed for a shorter period of time. And then I want to move into something else. Um, so, so I like to keep it going, keep it, things changing and keep my mind focused on one thing to the next thing and keep rolling through my workout and at a high rate. Yeah. So a, so more of a, a head based. Yeah. Approach yeah. 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 They say it's effective, more effective than, than hit stuff, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, and I just, I, you know, that's the whole premise of my channel being jump 15, uh, the 15, it's just for jump rope and 15 minutes uh, workouts. So uh, most of my workouts all center around 15 minutes. Some are going to be longer. And if people always want to go longer, I always figure just do it again. <laughs> and then, then you got yourself a 30-minute workout. Uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like to be able to get in, get my workout in quickly and move on with my day. Because we all have life to live. We got, you know, crazy schedules jobs families kids you know you name it so yeah absolutely man the, i mean no that's that's great man and i've seen i've seen your workout videos and there they are explosive i mean you're moving all over the place and like you were saying with the lateral movements and everything i think that's an important piece that a lot of people miss being able to move back and forth it takes different muscle muscle movements and different kind of coordination that's awesome. Man. Sure, sure. Yeah, it, I mean, it, and those types of things take a while to develop. Uh, just for like, uh, I guess sometimes people ask, how long does it take to get that good? And I'm, you know, it's hard to put. It's hard to put a number on that because I mean, I when I started jumping rope, I I remember growing in my skills because I paid attention to all those form and technique things at the beginning. My skill level grew pretty fast within the first six months. But my smoothness level, um, that took years to develop. And so like when I look back like on my Instagram page, if you go all the way down, it was when I worked for Crossrope down to the bottom. And I have a lot of vid old videos on there. And you'll see me doing some of the same moves, but they don't look the same because I haven't developed, developed the effortness, effortlessness of the movements and just making it look fluid and smooth. And so that happened probably five or so years in is kind of when I really started to notice myself, which was probably later than most people would have noticed, but as far as other people watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, it just takes time and, and you don't always notice the differences and the changes in the moment. But over time, I think that's what I love about, you know, people being able to take videos of themselves is one, they can review themselves and yes. and to check their form and technique but also so they can look back it's like a progress photo for for weight loss or for your you know for building your physique you get to see yeah. the little changes over time um a lot more clearly 
Yeah, absolutely. And jump rope, I mean, people say that jump rope is important, exercise is important, but I mean, I've heard everyone say that it's only like 20% of the equation and the other 80% is the nutrition. So that being said, what kind of, what is your philosophy toward nutrition? What, what do you do? What does a day of eating look like for you and how do you attack that piece of it? Sure. Um, I sucked at nutrition for many years. You know, I've been a, I've been a very avid fitness person for 20, 25 years, but, um, I struggled, definitely struggled in the, in the nutrition aspect. And so I don't like to stick to one particular philosophy. I think the, the one philosophy that would be more so, uh, applicable in this situation would be intuitive eating. And, and the problem, the problem with even that is a lot of people don't understand how, how much they need to feed their body. And so, you know, there's all the calculators online, which are very helpful to like figure out maintenance level and, and tracking your calories, uh, is something that I would recommend to people because for, for a period, you, you don't need, I don't want to track forever. And I don't, I don't track now, but if I want to make a change in my nutrition, then I'd want to track because I just don't, I don't know. It's, it's so easy to overshoot cal- caloric intake, um, through, like one, one little thing can throw your fat levels way up or your carbs are way under. So, so the first thing with that for tracking is going to show you if you're a natural under eater or a natural overeater, or if you're hitting right around your maintenance calorie intake. And so I personally was a natural under eater and I always thought that I was a hard gainer per se, you know, and, um, I realized then that I, I was, I, my maintenance calorie at the time was supposed to be like 2,600 calories and I was eating on average 15 to 1,700 because I just naturally, from all the years of, of being around the fitness world on social media and stuff and the carbs, if you want to get leaner, stay away from carbs and blah, blah, blah. I naturally stayed away from carbs all the time. And so I just realized, I'm like, man, I got to start working this the other way, working it up and start getting my body used to eating more and more stuff and perfecting that because it's not just eating super clean all the time. It, clean is, you know, relative, I suppose. Um, yeah. but just like trying to stick to like red potatoes and oatmeal and, you know, like trying to put in like 300 grams of carbs in your day using that type of stuff is miserable. That's yeah. it's packing your stomach to the brim. It was for me anyways, because I was an under eater. And so that might not be somebody else's case. It might be really hard to only eat 300 carbs if you're used yeah. to having more. So um, that's why I, I kind of like to stay away from, from any particular one method. Like, you know, intermittent fasting is a big thing in fitness. And yeah. that's I, intermittent fasting, for example, would have been horrible for me. Because I was already under eating and now you're shortening my window of eating even further. So I would have been even worse. But, you know, if you're, if you're a natural overeater, then that's probably perfect for you. Potentially. And so I, I like to, I think that everybody should track their calories for, you know, a, a few times a week to try to get an idea of what they, what they do for a few weeks just to kind of get an idea of 
what their typical eating pattern is and then make your decisions and then probably track to make sure you're going to hit your actual goal marks um, for for reaching the results that you desire. Yeah, that's it. I've never heard that concept before, the natural overeater or undereater. That is really interesting. Because, I mean, for me, because I do the intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. but I, I know now looking from what you're saying here, I would say that I'm a natural overeater because I had problems with weight in the past and I was able to shed a lot with the fasting. Right. But it's just a testament that different things work for different people. For sure. And, I mean, for you, it's, it sounds like for you, since you're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, eating three or four meals a day would work just fine just because of just because of who you are naturally. So that's, right. that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I skipped over that on you. Um, my typical day is I'll wake yeah. up, have a breakfast, and then around 9, 30, 10, I usually have like a shake that's with you know some extra oats and peanut butter and a piece of bread um, to get some extra carbs in along with you know a little bit more protein because I don't like I just can't eat all of my macros it's just too much for me so having a shake have it in shake form um, allows it just for easier digestion and then I have my lunch um, I eat a lot of chicken chicken is a, usually a staple lunch for me and then some tuna and then um, I'll have my dinner, and then that's usually about it. So I'm I'm usually between four and five meals, uh, okay. in some regard. Yeah, chicken is a go-to. Chicken is definitely a go-to. Yeah. Yeah, the protein, the lean, the lean meat, and the protein. Yeah, I go for chicken as well. Regarding that, though, what I will give a tip to your listeners is: for years, I I was miserable because I was baking chicken breasts and. And I finally, I, I, I was following this uh, other fitness guy and he t- showed the difference between chicken breasts and chicken thighs. And because chicken thighs are always like, oh, that there's more fat in chicken thighs. But he yeah. when it was the, the difference of fat was like three or four grams of fat. It was like non-existent. Yeah. It was like, that's not going to change your day. But the, the taste of chicken thighs is so phenomenally better once I finally started eating them, I was like, oh my gosh, you got to be kidding me. I choked down so many chicken breasts that I thought tasted like crap for years. And so... I don't. That's true. <laughs> it is true. I had this... I'm telling you, man. I had this crazy nutritionist try to tell me that to stay away from chicken breasts and to stop eating avocados because they had too much fat in them. Like when I first started trying to lose weight back when I found out I had high cholesterol. Okay. And I was like, I can't believe, because there's an army nutritionist, I was like, I can't believe that this they're paying this person to give bad advice to people. It right. Was, it was crazy. So right. I did the exact opposite of what she said and ended up being successful. But I think there's a lot of bad information out there as far as nutrition goes. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of people that have had certain things work for them that then they want to push on other people. And the, yeah. the key is you, you finding out what kind of eater you are to see, well, will that work for me? And do I even like that? Because if you, if you like carbs, paleo is going to be your biggest nightmare. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. or keto. Um, I, I don't believe in keto anyway. I think that that can be a very dangerous thing because it's, 
uh, really playing with hormones and stuff when by by cutting things out and fasting for longer periods of times and whatnot. But um, I, I think that a well balanced diet and learning to feed learning to feed your body and learning to identify when your body wants to be fed and when it's had enough. That's that's just becoming in tune with yourself. And I think that that is, you know, it's the same type of thing as knowing when to stop jumping rope because your shins are starting to hurt. Your body is telling yeah. you, I'm done. You need to stop this repetitive motion. And, you know, yeah. that's mostly when you're starting out, but you need to learn how to tune into that. And I was horrible with that, too, when I first started. I went through at least three horrific bouts of shin splints. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's that's something that a lot of people experience in the beginning. And I, I'm just not really sure why. I mean, you have the you have the repetitive nature and them not being used to it. But what else do you think adds on to that in the beginning with the injuries? Well, I think it's just doing a new motion over and over yeah. again for longer periods of time than you've ever done it. I mean, if you were a if you were a runner. And then you picked up jump rope. I bet you wouldn't have as many issues with that because your body's already kind of been dealing with some of that um, light pounding and and pushing off the ground over and over and over again. But um, when when you're going from something more sedentary or or just lifting weights where you're not jumping up and down a lot to all of a sudden doing that. Um, it's just gonna happen, and it happens with really anything. If you just if you pick up a new like, I, I wanted to learn hands how to hold a handstand a couple of years ago, and so I've still kind of worked on that. But I had I've had to take big breaks because the tendons uh, and ligaments in my forearms and wrists just can't take it, and wow. so it just takes a long time for tendons and ligaments to get used to new stimulus like that. interesting i mean it, it, that is i'd agree with that and some other things i've thought about with that would be shoes the type of shoes if people are have new shoes and if they're using an, an old pair of shoes or something like that so right. people have asked me i've always said you might want to check out your shoes and also i mean we talked about earlier the pavement versus versus the mat i'm not sure how much that has to do with it but I think right. for a new person, the pavement might, a mat might help them too. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, personally, I, yeah, I see a lot of people always throw that around as, uh, don't jump on pavement, it's horrible for you. Yeah. Yet, yet every runner is running down the road on pavement. And that's, yeah, that's, that's way more impact. And so yeah. what do they wear? They wear running shoes, which are designed to help cushion the blow. And, and... Yeah. All of our, you know, most shoes that are good for jump rope, like, are, one, a running shoe or a basketball shoe or a training shoe, and a lot of those have good cushion in them. And so, as far as mats, like, my mat is a quarter inch thick. Um, I, I highly doubt that that's cushioning more than my shoe is. It, it's going to add some extra amount of cushion, but I think that if you have a good pair of shoes... That is going to help cushion you. And then using good technique because, you know, I think a lot of these people, I see a lot of people with their jump. Their jump is just not right. And so they're kind of stabbing the ground as they jump and it's not landing light and trying not to make a sound and jumping really low. And that, that makes the biggest difference. And I think so 
I think when people are just starting out, their jump is, you know, they're a little antsy and then they're just trying to get up and off the ground really fast, but they're trying to get back to the ground really fast. So they're, they're, they're what I call stabbing the ground with their feet. And then that's just creating more and more impact, which is going to create, you know, aggravation in your, in your body. Man, I didn't think about that, that stabbing the ground. I've never thought about it, but that's what they're, but that's exactly what people are doing because they're, they're so anxious right to get into it and they don't know what to do in the beginning i had when i had the gym we had this guy who would just he would just go all out he'd be swinging his arms like crazy we try to tell him this is about efficiency this is about efficiency and effectiveness and i think it's okay if you if you don't know what you're doing and you and you and no one corrects you but we would try to correct him and he'd be stabbing the ground like you're saying and flailing his arms and all that. And I always use him as an example of, yeah, you may not want to do it like this guy. Right, right. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, so that always just comes right back to the form and technique thing, you know? Just making sure that you really can master those things is going to make the big difference down the road. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, man. And as far as YouTube goes, man, you've had a lot of success pretty quickly what made you start a channel and what's your vision moving forward over the next few years as you continue to post videos sure um so i i started the channel you know like i said i was working for crossrope before and and i with crossrope i was doing a lot of uh i i did a number of double under clinics at crossfit gyms and stuff in my area and i just saw how much people were not doing the basic things correctly and so i was just like i can help in this area um and i just wanted to i I liked the video aspect and i have a creative i like the creative stuff um so i i liked the idea of putting together videos and I didn't understand at the time how much how difficult it is to do this, because uh, everybody looks at everybody looks at YouTube. It's like, oh man, what a, what an easy job, and and so did I at the time. I was just like, man, they just got to go out and film a video really fast, talk about what they really enjoy, and then put it together, and bam, they got themselves you know a bunch of viewers, and and somehow they got money rolling in from putting things together in the right way. And boy, it's just not that way. Um, so. So that's why I ended up uh, kind of just vacated. I vacated uh, Crossrope also because they're all they're located on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast, and we're not planning on moving from the West Coast. And so I was just it was just becoming more out of the loop, and it was difficult with the time frame difference and everything. And I love their product. I believe and Dave's a friend of mine now, uh, and so. I wanted to still support them, and because I be, I still believe in the crossrope system very much, obviously, sure. and and so I just said, hey, I'll I would like to be an affiliate, and I want to try this YouTube thing, and we'll see where that goes. And so um, I just want to try to help people avoid all the pitfalls that I dealt with, and make sure that they can find their you know a workout that they enjoy. I mean, cause I just, I, I never, I never jump rope workouts don't really feel like workouts to me because I just enjoy yeah. doing it. And, and I think that there's so yes. many more people that will enjoy that same aspect 
And so I just want to share that with people. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree with you more. I never feel like I'm doing a workout with that. And you get the same benefits as running and doing other cardio. Right. I, I couldn't have said that better. I never feel like it's work or anything like that. Like it's a workout and then you're, you're still better for it at sure. the end of the day after sure. having workout. Yeah, it's awesome. Man. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not some freak machine that like never never doesn't want to work out i have my days where i got to force myself into it but i never regret a workout really i i've I've felt really tired and really crappy but whenever i've gone and still gotten my workout in i always feel better coming out of it than i did going into it how do you get yourself when you're tired and you feel like you just want to lay in bed and not get up what gets you out of bed and into your garage or your yard to start working out all right uh, you know it just comes down to discipline and i think i think the most important thing for motivation you know a lot of people have these motivational well i mean not a lot of people but there, you see all these motivational memes and videos and stuff and you know motivate those type that type of motivation is temporary while you're watching it, watching it you're like yeah let's do this but then you know do you actually go do anything and so I have always found the most uh, powerful motivation is developing a good why. And so why do you want to work out? What is, what's the reason behind you working out? And for me, I just want to live, um, I want to live the life that I want to live. Like I, I'm an active person. So if, if I'm, you know, during the summer, I, I get the opportunity. I don't wakeboard very often, but if I get the opportunity, I, I don't want to have to question myself and go, man, I haven't worked out forever. I might injure myself or a pickup basketball game. You know, like, I don't want to blow out a knee. I just want to be kind of ready for whatever. Or, or even if I'm playing in the yard with my nephew and throwing him around and, and having fun, like I, I just don't want to have to be like, man, I'm going to hurt myself or, or eventually end up injured. And so I just want to be able to attack life in the way that I like to. And I want to be energized because I know that I've gone through periods where I didn't work out much and I felt horrible. I, I, I was lethargic and didn't have much energy versus when I work out, I get so much more done in a day um, doing that. And then also uh, it develops, it does develop discipline. I mean, it takes, it takes mind over matter in order to get yourself into the, the gym or into your garage to go get the workout done sometimes because you don't always want to do it, but sometimes you just have to decide. I know what the end goal is I'm going for. And that means more to me than sitting there watching another episode on Netflix or whatever, you know? That's exactly right, man. It's that it's that long term thinking. Right. It's the long term thinking of this might suck right now, but it's gonna give me results that I want. It's gonna help me live the life I wanna live so that I can still do what I wanna do ten years from now. For sure. So, and and I've also yeah. had to do that I've also had to do that in reverse somewhat because I used to do a lot of explosive uh, plyometric style calisthenics stuff like explosive push-ups you know the superman and toe touches while you're flying off the ground to all these jumping you know hardcore jumping things and i'm like you know i started to my wrist started to hurt a little bit i'm like you know what that's not going to help me when i'm 50 years old 
I got to tail this back because I'm going to destroy my joints. And so that's what I also like about jump rope is it's easy on your joints. You're, you're not jumping very high. You're not pounding your body. And so, but I can, I can still add in some explosive stuff, but I, I just tail it way back. I've just tailed it way back, but I can still maintain my level of athleticism with the stuff that I do without destroying my body at the same time. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're looking at people like Buddy Lee. He's like 63 now. Right. He moves like he's in his 20s. And oh, yeah. because he, he started developing the baseline with the jump rope that you need. So he'll probably be jumping until he's like 80 or something like that. I mean, my mom is 61 and still jumps every day. And she's nice. still able to do this stuff. Yeah, so I mean, it's all about getting the... It's all about starting so that you have something to keep building on. Right, right. And you don't need much with the jump rope. You don't. You really don't need much with, with it. So it's, it's really good to build it now so you have it for later. So... You can taper it now. Right. Go, going back, you got your mom to jump rope? Yeah, my mom has always been active. She nice. She played basketball when she was younger. And then when I started the channel... She's, she started to get into it because she had, had hip surgery. Okay. She's actually recovered really well. Yeah, she had a replacement. She's recovered really well because of the jump rope. It strengthened everything, and she's in really good shape, and that's how she stays in shape, yeah. That's awesome. See, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying, yeah, I mean, she's a great motivation because she's 61 and still gets after sure. it every three, four days a week. Right. Well, you know what? Going back to to whys, I think that that's always a real powerful why. Because uh, the reason I got into fitness was because when I was like ten or twelve years old, my dad would work lift. He had a weight set, and my uncle would come over, and they'd work out down in the basement. And so I'd go down there, and they'd let me kind of do some things here and there. And and I remember always just kind of being amazed with. You know, like I'd always have them flex their bicep for me, you know, and I was just kind of fascinated with, like, man, you're building that, and it's bigger now than when you started, and 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 I just was like, I just found that cool, but at the same time, you know, the 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 powerful why is that's why I think I got into fitness was was seeing that at a younger age, and so you know, you never know how you know everybody's actions are influencing people around them. And so, um, whether it's good or bad, we always have to keep that in mind. And so, you know, if I have kids, um, at some point I want to live a fit life so I can do one, all the things that I want to do with them and give them a good, uh, base of, of taking care of their body. Cause we only get one of them. And so, um, it's, it's vitally important and, and you, you know, if you go through a, a big injury, uh, you'll realize that really fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've never been through a big one like an ACL or anything like that. But, yeah, I know it's got it's tough coming back from stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, but you're right about the actions. And, I mean, we never know. But it, leading by example leading by example that's the way to do it like that with your story with your dad I mean that's just going down there getting after it and then that's how I mean kids are impressionable so you can lead by example in that way so that's good yeah for sure yeah man well do you have any 
advice about jump rope, anything we talked about for the people listening in on this is they, they might be just starting out. They might be faced with a situation that they need to change change their life and as far as their nutrition and their fitness goes. Yeah, you know, what I would say is first off, make a commitment to yourself to show up um, at least three to four times a week and and just start there and and say, you know, leave a day of rest in between those, preferably if you're just starting. So you're, you want to avoid the shin splints. Um, Listen to your body. And, and, you know, like with my story from my beginning, uh, there's a lot of people that I see riding on different groups that any rope will do. And I don't believe that just from my own experience. I mean, any rope, you can, you can jump rope with any rope, but your, your uh, experience is going to be drastically different with a really cheap, crappy rope versus a good rope. And, and that being said, that does not mean that you have to spend um, $80, $100 on a jump rope set right out the gate. I, I recommend the Elite SRS uh, heavy beaded rope as as the cheap option on my channel because it provides good feedback for a beginner. You can feel where the rope's at. It keeps you going a little bit slower because most people just go way too fast for their feet. So everything that you do when you're starting out with the jump rope, start slow and gradually add speed while you maintain uh, the focus on the form and technique. So if you can jump in front of a mirror, that makes that's how I learned. I can, it's cause it's real time feedback. Um, if you don't have that, it's recording yourself and using slow motion off of your phone to be able to identify areas when you start tripping up constantly, you're like, what's going on? Well, that's, that's your option to try to figure out those areas so you can move past them. And then, and then you might have, and then you just have to put focus into those areas to fix what's going wrong because we all have natural habits. And so that's for the jumping part. Um, the other part is I use my, I've used my fitness pal app for, for calorie tracking. Um, it's free. It's very basic. And, and then I just go on the, like, you know, I've used, I, you could probably just use the calorie thing on there, but I use uh, one off of bodybuilding.com. If you just, uh, Google bodybuilding.com calorie calculator, uh, it'll come up for you. And, and so you can find out what, you know, your general maintenance calorie is. And that's not the, the thing to keep in mind there is that's not perfect. That is, it's a rough estimate. And so then you're going to try to eat according to that, but identify what changes with your body. If nothing happens, well, you either need to increase the calories more or decrease them depending on what your goal is. And then you move on from there. But learning, learning how much you need to feed your body and, and just becoming more in tune with that stuff is huge. And that's what, you know, uh, it might take time. It takes time. Enough, nothing happens quickly. I mean, you need to eat, you know, in one particular way for at least two to three weeks before you, you'll probably actually see changes um, a lot of the time. And so um, it's just being patient. I, I think that that's the more I've gotten into uh, anything, whether it's sports or or just business, you know, with YouTube and everything is, is having more patience to let things develop. 
You know, it's sometimes yes. it just sometimes it takes repetition and and growth over time in order to really see the great benefits, and then it's going to gradually increase in speed that you're going to be able to get there because um, being somebody, you know, I always relate fitness with financial personal finance health and so if you have if you have a bunch of debt you can't live a life that you want to live you know you can't really go on vacations and you can't go out to eat and those types of things and same thing with if you're in a calorie debt because you've you're overweight or way underweight um, you're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do um, whether it's it's being able to enjoy certain foods more and you, you might have to go into a period in order to either get out of debt financially or get out of a calorie debt you have to go through a period where you have to tighten things up and you have to kind of be strict and this is going to teach you lessons but once you start to get out that's when you have a lot more freedom and that's when you get to really start enjoying life and that is a, I've never heard it put that way. That is a great corollary or analogy. That, I will have to use that from now on. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I think that it's about, like you were saying, with the, with the tracking calories, a lot of people don't want to do that. But my argument, because I track calories still every day. I've been doing it for like a thousand straight days now. Right. And... My thing is, if you want different results, you have to do things differently than everybody else. For sure. And that's something that might, like you're saying, it's strict in the beginning. It might feel like it's a lot of work, but you have to do the th- different things that you're not used to. And over time, you will get used to it. But like you say, you have to be patient and let it develop and just put in the work. And then you're going to sow the benefits a lot quicker than you may think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's not easy. Any, learning anything new at the beginning is always difficult because it's new. And so you just got to have that understanding going into it that I'm going to be challenged. Uh, it's not going to come natural. I, I am used to eating this way, and I'm now going to try to change it to eat this way. You know, we're, we are creatures of habit, and so breaking habits is always difficult. Yes, absolutely. Well, Kyle, man, it's been... This has been a great conversation, man. I've learned. I don't know if I learned more from you. I think I learned more from you, from you in this conversation than I have all the way up until now with watching the video <laughs> on Facebook and everything. But I've learned a lot from you over the past couple of years. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and do this do this episode here, man. I no. really appreciate it. Dude, it was great. I enjoyed talking with you. And... Um... I, I wish you continued success on your channel. You've been killing it. And, you know, if anybody's watching this on his channel, you better subscribe to it because he's got good information. He knows what he's doing. And he's, and he's an honest guy. I love that about him. You know, you're never going to get any fluff. He's never in it for, you know, just the views or just to try to make a commission on anything. He's, it's, it's total honesty. And I love that. You know, we need more people like that uh, for sure on YouTube. So. I appreciate it, man. And, and anyone watching, definitely subscribe to Kyle's channel, Jump 15. He's killing it as well. Been getting a lot of success pretty quickly on YouTube with the tutorials and the workouts and all that. And really good workouts and really good information. So thank you very much for tuning in. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. And you have a good one.
Again, Kyle Easter, first guest, super knowledgeable, super talented rope jumper. Definitely check his channel out, Jump15. Subscribe to Jump Rope Veteran as well, and you can follow us both on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, jump rope to freedom. Peace, everybody. Thanks for your support.